Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's winter time. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. What's up and what's happening, everybody, and welcome into the 126th episode of the Uptempo Podcast. Like always, I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight we are being joined by our very special guest, Dustin Smith. Uh, Dustin is becoming a regular on this podcast, and we're extremely excited to have him. There's a lot to talk about tonight. Me and Dustin want to kick things off talking about Coach Brian Harson with the Auburn Tigers, and we want to talk a little bit about this fan base and everything that's swirling around on the internet and uh, Twitter and what Coach Harson likes to call Twidiots and you know, Coach Harson can't even like a tweet when somebody's talking shit about him. So we're going to talk, me and Dustin, we're going to go in depth and talk about that. And then we're going to break down some games this weekend, give some score predictions like Arkansas and South Carolina, Bama and Texas, Tennessee taking a trip up to Pitt. And then you got UK taking their talents down to the swamp to take on the Florida Gators. Uh, we all know what Florida did last week. Can they keep it rolling? Billy Napier, Anthony Richardson down there. You love to see it, man. Florida off to a hot start. So, with that being said, uh, we're going to kick it over here to the Belly Up Sports Network, and then we're going to try to get Dustin in here on the phone and get this thing rolling. Here we go. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back in, everybody, to the Uptempo Podcast, and we are joined tonight by a very special guest by the name of Dustin Smith. Uh, excited to have Dustin back on the podcast, man, and there's a lot to talk about. Dustin, how you doing tonight, man? I'm great, buddy. We're a couple minutes away from the NFL season kicking off. Uh, we got another big weekend of college football this weekend. It's We're here. We're in the middle of it now. I love it. Yeah, man, this, these Thursday night games to kick off the NFL year, man, I, I love them. Uh, you got the Super Bowl champs. The L.A. Rams at home dogs tonight. How about that? Yeah, everyone's high on the Buffalo thing. And, uh, you know, on paper, I definitely get it. I understand Josh Allen's a beast. And they've 
definitely a talented team. And at some point, you got to feel like they're going to get over the hump. But it's just kind of one of those things, you, you know, you're going to have to do it. Hopefully, you want to see it personally. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that AFC and NFC uh, it's 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 going to be tough this year, man. I can't wait to can't wait to watch it unfold and everything. But man, Dustin, uh, first thing I want to talk about tonight, man, I, I want to hop right into it, and I want to talk about Brian Harson and the Auburn Tigers, man. There was some there was some stuff that went down last night on Twitter, and uh, I know you have the tweet right in front of you and everything, and uh, a bunch of us commented on it uh, on Twitter today and last night and stuff, and the Auburn fan base kind of got riled up, man. Uh, could you read that tweet off? Yeah, it's, uh, this gentleman, uh, his first name is Matt. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce his last name. I don't want to butcher it, but uh, S-C-A-L-C-I. And uh it says, there's a lot of things you can do on this app that accidentally reveal just how paranoid and insecure you are. But searching your own name is number one by a sizable margin. And this is a quote tweet of some gentleman named John Ringer. And he took a picture, basically a screenshot, Brian Harson liking a tweet. And uh, <laughs> he said, so Auburn's football coach name starts himself on here and then liked a tweet from a fan. Wow. Oh, man. And then it's really just a screenshot of a tweet that Harson liked. And the, the tweet that Harson liked, if I can zoom in on it here to get the full one. It said, uh, let the record show that I was against Gus in 2016 and Harson now. See, man, that that that's that's the crap that really pisses me off right there. Um, you know, this man's only been on the job. I mean, he's he's one game into his second season, Dustin, and that's what pisses me off, man. I, that's why I was so fired up. Uh, you're over here, uh, you know, on Twitter, and we know what Harson likes to call it. You know, he likes to call them Twittiots. And, right. you know, you're making a big deal. You're not backing your head coach. Are you even an Auburn fan, man? That's what pisses me off is you, I see all these people on Twitter every day, man, and they're all over Harson For what? You know, and, and the first thing that clicks in my head, Dustin, is he, he was a head coach who was 6-2 and two last year, and his quarterback broke his broke his ankle, and, you know, you, you, lose, you lose five in a row. And really and truly, I don't even want to count the bowl game because we had so many people sitting out and – you know, uh, people going into the transfer portal and all that. But, man, like, I'm just sick of the Auburn drama and the fan base, man. I mean, how do you feel about it? You know, I want to defend the Auburn fan base to an extent. Mm-hmm. So, there's the – because to me there's this – we all know what this is. There's this big national media narrative. Mm-hmm. And what they like to do is, is they like to – like the guy that – made this whole thing pop off on Twitter last night. It's a guy with a blue check mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know about the shenanigans at AL.com that's going on, and it got to the point where Paul Feinbaum had to call out Joseph Goodman. And if you follow that whole situation back, that's basically because Brian Harson didn't say if he had the vaccine or not. Mm. And, you know, I'll speak on that real quick. It's not really anybody but Brian Harson's business. Exactly. And the argument that was being made about that whole situation at the time, especially coming from AL.com, was politicized. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I don't think that a website doing that, I can say for sure I don't think that the that Joseph Goodman, I don't think those kind of people should be allowed in the locker room. They shouldn't be allowed in, in the press conference. They shouldn't be allowed access to the program. Yep. Because 
it's clear what you're doing. And I can go full conspiracy mode and ask myself, are y'all getting money from Tuscaloosa? Because mm. all you ever do is spin negativity. All you ever do is, is sow negativity. Mm. And we all know what this was, Blake. We know, listen, this is where I'm The thing that really pisses me off is when they all try to act like chaos all. We just saw this recently with Al Green, right? Yep, yep. But if you've been following that situation, there are articles going back 12, 18 months ago that he was probably on the way out. Yep. You were hearing that before the whole Harson stuff even really started. Yep. So, and if you really, really follow it, you know that there was some stuff going on behind the scenes where Butch had to go above his head and Bruce had to go above his head to get things done. There was just a lot of stuff going on there. They tried to make it this big thing. Chaos Auburn, they fired him right before the season to make Harson's job insecure because he's the guy to hire Harson. Mm-hmm. That's just not true. Mm-hmm. It's just not true. But it's an easy thing for the national media to say. And then everyone jumps on it and says, oh, Chaos Auburn, Auburn's at it again. Uh-oh, look at them. They're so wild down there. Good old boy system. Mm-hmm. You know, if our boosters are so crazy, then how come on to victory just raised $10 million in a month? Mm-hmm. And then I watched the Nevels give us $20 million during basketball season. That's $30 million right there in a 12-month span. Yep. Yep. Just given to the program by boosters. To have, now, I know there's some nefarious things going on, but guess what? They're going on at every program, some more than others, but there's just this whole this whole negative narrative. It's just not... You want to see bad fans? Go to Knoxville. <laughs> did you did, did you did you see did, did you see what what happened when Hayden Mullins got hurt at baseball? How they treat did you, yeah. did you see how their baseball program after this year and their fans went along with it? Yeah, karma got them. That that's that okay? Did you see how Georgia? How many videos did you see of Georgia fans this weekend? Literally on the on their hands and knees barking at people. Yeah, hey, hey, and they they were fighting inside of the Mercedes Benz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's several several videos of that. They were fighting so, each other. <laughs> there's just there's just so many examples I could point to, and we gave Gus almost a decade. If you go back mm-hmm. to when he was an OC, he was basically other than his one year coach in Arkansas State in 2012. Gus had 11, 12 years, something like that. I mean, he had a long time at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Bruce is literally under a lifetime contract, and we know that Butch is here to stay. That's your three major sports right there. It's not as crazy as the media tries to make it out to seem. That's yep. that's the thing. You know, that's first off. Now, to your point about the John Ringer guy, I went in on this, whoever it was, it was a young lady, the first college game day of the season. She's out there with a sign. Yes. And a full Auburn garb, naked fun Auburn. Mm-hmm. At some point, you've got to be aware of this narrative, this that what's going on, that with the perception that we're fighting, that's hurting us in recruiting, it's hurting us everywhere, it's hurting us across the board. Mm-hmm. We've got to quit feeding into it. Exactly. You know, Blake, I, I just, uh, the Auburn family is a special thing. We all know what it is. Um, mm-hmm. You can ask the Penn State fans. I saw so many articles and things coming out about when we went up there. They were like, wow, this is the best fan base. You know, Auburn fans are so nice. Mm-hmm. There's just, like any fan base, man, we got some idiots. Um, well, we don't have, like, the Harvey Up type idiots. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, man, like, it, it's, it, it even it even it goes to the QB thing. Mm-hmm. It, just no matter what happens, there are people that are just looking to talk bad about Auburn. And yep. then I go to your profile 
or I'm talking to you in person and you're wearing an Auburn t-shirt or you've got Auburn stuff on your profile. But all you're doing is it's, it's always negative. Uh, I don't understand it, man. And when you're in the middle, like the football is here. So let's talk about on the field stuff. We got some question marks on the field. Let's talk about that. All this other nonsense is just storylines. It makes me feel like people that talk, that bring this kind of stuff up constantly don't really know a lot about what's going on in the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dustin, I I agree with that, man. And, and my thing, you know, with the Auburn fan base is we have to back Coach Harson, man. We we have to get fully behind him so he can do his job and. Because right now, man, Dustin, I'll be honest with you. If I was Harson and I won eight, nine games this year for Auburn and, and they wanted to keep me, guess what? I would leave. I would leave because I would say, hey, you know, I see I see all the stuff that you put on Twitter and you put on social media, Instagram, you know, and, and it goes back to last year, man. There was players that went live on Instagram and was – like his daughters were in there and they were just sitting there talking shit about him you know and like that stuff man is just it's nonsense it's like he hasn't been back the entire time that he's been here nobody likes him they get on social media every day and they talk shit about him and it is frustrating it's annoying i'm sick of it i'm tired of seeing it the, all they want to do is talk about recruiting well guess what dustin go look go look at the 2024 class all right Right. Hey, it's sitting top ten right now, Dustin. All right, they're, they're, they're saying, you know, it, it'll probably fall off a little bit. But, you know, it's probably going to end up top 15, top 20. And, you know, I mean, the the 23 class, you know, it's not great right now, but there's time. You know, I, I, I've said it multiple times, man. Winning will cure it. All right, if you start out 5-0 and going into Athens, man, winning will cure that. Kids will come to Auburn, I promise. But all this, you know, he can't recruit. He's from Boise, Idaho. And all this, like, I'm sick of hearing it. I don't care, you know. I look at LSU right now and their fan base, man. They're like, oh, Brian Kelly, he lost to Florida State. Uh, He's not likable here. He's a northern guy, and he's not likable. Well, guess what, Dustin? I know another guy that was from up north. Uh, He was at Michigan State. He's from West Virginia, grew up as as a kid there. And he come down to LSU in the year 2000 from Michigan State, and he wasn't very likable either. And LSU fans, they didn't want him either. And guess what? Now he's the greatest college football coach to ever live. And, man, you know, I'm not saying Harson's going to be that, but we have to give him a freaking chance, man. And I'm tired of seeing it. I really am. It's exhausting. Every time I get on Twitter, there's somebody bashing him. Just, you know, he doesn't need to be here. He's not from the South. Yada, yada, yada. Man, it, it's just, it's annoying as hell, Dustin. Yeah, well, that's what happens when we're 5-0. Exactly. And then, you know, and then you'll, 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 it'll, you'll see it. So just screenshot it, keep receipts. Um, I'm at the point where when I see stuff, it's just beyond there, and I don't have time for it. I just block it. You know, you have to, <laughs> because you have to understand where we're starting from. Um, Gus... The program it just it has fallen off, man. Mm-hmm. Um, the lack of the lack of focus on the offensive line recruiting and Gus's last two or three years. Yep. I mean, it, it really has put us in a hole, and it is really going to show itself next year. Um, and there's just nothing you can do about that. As of right now, even if you take our one offensive line that's committed, we don't even have enough. We wouldn't have enough, you know, as of. T- 
to fill out a two deep next year mm-hmm. on the offensive line. Think about that. This is Auburn University. That's how bad the situation got. Yeah. So with that being said, you know, you got to look at Brian Harson's starting point. Exactly. And also, he comes in when there's still COVID restrictions in a lot of places. Exactly. So he's already behind the eight ball because he's not able, he doesn't know these high school coaches. Mm-hmm. And, he, and now he can't go do it because this is his, this is his first really, his first chance, you know, to get recruiting. And watch what I tell you. On to victory is going to turn that around. Mm-hmm. You can't really blame Auburn too much for not having NIL all locked up when it, when it happened. It just kind of happened. Like, it's, it was the Wild West. Yep. We know that we just went through this big investigation with the FBI, with the basketball program. We all remember the mm-hmm. Cam Newton investigation, how long that drug out. Can't blame Auburn for being a little bit, you know, cautious, making sure they were following the rules and doing the right thing. It, everything I've heard about Onto Victory is they are ran by pro-Auburn people that really just have the best interests of Auburn at heart. Mm-hmm. I know that Ben Leard is really heavily involved in it. Um, their goal was to raise thirty million dollars in three years, and they hit ten million in a month. Man. So, I think a lot of that stuff is really going to turn around, and that recruiting is going to work itself out. So, just look at Harson's starting point, and and Blake, if he's not if he's not the right guy, it'll show itself. Yep, and he and he won't be here. Yep, I agree with that one hundred percent, Dustin, and and uh, that's that's what I wanted to. I really wanted to harp on that to start the episode, man, and and all the Auburn fans listening, you know, just, man, be patient, because that's that's like I tell, you know, I mentioned LSU earlier, man, I tell a bunch of LSU fans uh, at my job, and and just ones that I know, you know, in, in everyday life, man, I tell them, hey, calm down, like, patience is a virtue, man, like, you have to let somebody do their job and then eventually you know if it if it if it gets stale and the job's not getting done then move on and that's like Gus man I'm with you on Gus look it got stale and I really believe everybody's like you know oh I don't know why Auburn fired him in the COVID year well he got up in a press conference and said six and four was a good year you know he said hey I think we had a good year all right no that is that is the worst possible thing you could say uh, to an Auburn fan base who is a you know, a traditional power college football program. You can't say that winning six out of ten games is a good year. And uh, I think that's where it ran its course. And, you know, there needed to be a fresh face. And now you get this fresh face, man, and, and now you're just treating him like absolute – I'll be honest with you, you're treating him like absolute dog shit. And I can't stand it, man. I, I really can't. Yeah, it's – um I'm really pulling for him, man. I'm pulling for him to, to shut it all up. Yep. And the one thing that I've learned just watching sports throughout my life and playing sports is that, uh, man, winning, winning shuts all that up. Exactly. Think about Urban Meyer. This is a good example. Um, think about all the stuff that came out about Urban Meyer in Jacksonville and the way he treated people. Yeah. Do you think that's new to Urban Meyer's character? No. All right, and he's been that person, obviously. Exactly. But it didn't come out until he started losing. Exactly. Well, I don't really have a lot of question about Brian Harris's character. Um, we're going to find out if he is the is you know prepared for this type of a big job. And I mean, my God, man, look what the guy's up against. Our two biggest mm-hmm. rivals are running the sport. Yep. That's that's what he walked into. So it's just you got to play the two 
big powerhouses every single year, no matter what. You're mm-hmm. one of two teams that does it, the other being Tennessee. So the guy, you know, it's a, it's one of the hardest jobs in the country. Um, you're just going to have to give it some time and enjoy the wins, man. Like, in, I don't care if it's 40, you know, 45 to 16 or 42, whatever it was against Mercer. I celebrate it, party it up, man. Enjoy it. Uh, yeah, Dustin. Twelve of them a year, and this is a really fun sport. Why? Why is everybody so negative, dude? Like, it's all right. Yeah. Did we're, you we're see San Jose State? Let's have a good time. Did you see people like on Twitter? They're like, "Why are we celebrating like that? Like, why are we partying and throwing water on the coach? Your coach almost he he almost got fired for having an an, an alleged affair. That these people throwing this crap on him at his family, at his at his son that goes to Auburn High School." He has to walk the freaking halls and and deal with these people saying this stuff and his daughters, you know, uh, his wife uh, who has to who has to live in Auburn, man. And and you know, this guy walks into the locker room and his players are there, the dudes who stuck it out, man, who didn't enter the transfer portal and they wanted to party. So damn it, let them party. Let them throw as much water as they want to on Brian Harson. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, you know, that's people People expose themselves when they say stupid stuff. And and you say something like that. I saw this thing. Somebody was saying this about uh, Indiana, Illinois. Mm-hmm. You know, why are they celebrating this win over Illinois like this? You know, Illinois sucks. It's like, dude, I, okay, right there. I know you, you never play sports. With the, yeah. When you say something like that, you give yourself away. Because you work all summer. There's a ton of work that goes into this. Exactly. And again, you only play 12 games. And we busted our ass all summer long to get to this point, and we win the game. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine being a fan, watching a, watching a game, and then being and then being that way after it. Like, yeah. this, is, this is fun. Enjoy it. And if you, if you don't enjoy it, then just find a new hobby. Find something else to follow and be into. But... I don't, you know, I did that. That just really, that really blows my mind. It's like, well, because winning's fun. Exactly. <laughs> Dustin, man, one last thing I wanted to ask you about this, though, and and I know it's kind of crazy to ask this. It might seem a little soft, but uh, do you think the national media kind of attacks Auburn because Georgia and Alabama uh, have the programs that they have right now? Hundred percent. Yeah, it's um, hundred percent, and it's. I think it's some of that, and I think it's some of it's just the narrative is out there, yep. and uh, and it's you know the things like JetGate have happened. Like I'm not saying that some of it hasn't been earned, mm-hmm. but uh, there's the narratives out there, and it's an easy it's an easy article to write, and you know it's only going to be the Justin Hokusons at AuburnLive.com that come out and tell you, hey, on the victory raise ten million dollars in a month. Yep. ESPN's not about to drop that. Exactly. Uh, you know, so yeah, absolutely. There's there's definitely stuff like that going on. Uh, it trickles into recruiting, Blake. Jeremiah Cobb is not a four-star. And if Jeremiah <laughs> Cobb was committed to Alabama, he'd have been a five-star. Exactly. Exactly. It's crazy. It, it, 100% crazy, man. I, I, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I mean, it, it, it's... It's insane, and that's why I had to ask that, Dustin. Um, man, you wanna you wanna trickle over here and start breaking some of these games down and giving giving some predictions? Yeah, now that we've we've had our Auburn therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, 
Oh man, blood pressure was boiling there for a minute. Uh, I've been I've had that on my mind all day, bro. Um, yeah, me too, buddy. But man, Dustin, we'll hop over here in this first one. Uh, I know we wanted to talk about uh, South Carolina and Arkansas, man. That's the first one I really want to get to. It's at eleven o'clock on ESPN. Arkansas is an eight and a half point favorite, and uh, Spencer Rattler they 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 got it done against Georgia State. Last week, struggled early on, Dustin. Struggled early on. Uh, Spencer Rattler was having some – he was having some accuracy issues. and um, They traveled down to Arkansas, man, and, and K.J. Jefferson, he had those guys rolling last week. Uh, they picked up a big win against Cincinnati. What do you see in this game, man? Well, the only thing I – you know, the thing I saw from Arkansas last week that was kind of questionable was the back end, you know, the secondary. Yep. And – South Carolina, like you said, we uh, Spencer struggled, and definitely some accuracy issues. So, and they uh, they didn't establish a run well either, mm-hmm. um, and they got a lot. There was a lot of pressure coming up on Spencer Rattler in the middle of the pocket. Their interior, the offensive line struggled. They really, you know, and Georgia State's a good team, and we found that out. A lot of SEC teams <laughs> just found that yeah. out, but um, they really only pulled away playing classic. Uh, classic beamer ball you know yep. like father like son on that one a couple of special teams touchdowns but yeah i think you know what kj had four touchdowns last week and they're just by 10 easy and you know they're nine and zero under sam Pittman when they win or when they score at least 21 points and I think Arkansas gets 21 easy in this one and i, I like what sam Pittman is building i think that yeah. they're uh they're on the right track, but they're really going to have to. They're going to have to step it up. They're they're going to have to establish a run this week a lot better than they did. And Spencer Rattler is going to have to find that accuracy. He's going to have to be able to step up in the pocket. It seemed like about halfway through that game last week, he started seeing ghosts in the pocket. He was scrambling out the different area, you know, and mm-hmm. just uh, kind of getting himself in trouble at sometimes. So he's going to have to pick that up because that's going to be their only chance really to expose Arkansas and I personally just don't see it happening. Yeah, not, not in Fayetteville. Yeah, that's that's my thing, man. Traveling to Fayetteville, uh, my only concern is the early kick, man. Uh, we know strange things happen at eleven a.m., but uh, right. you know, like you like you mentioned, man, South Carolina's offensive line uh, it, it, it struggled against Georgia State last weekend, and and that was their one concern this year. You know that uh, their offensive line was going to be so so, and and it didn't look good last week, and. You know, I think Arkansas, uh, if they sure up that back end, man, uh, they're going to be all right this week. I think K.J. Jefferson's a little too much. uh, And and I like Arkansas by, you know, 10, 13, 14, somewhere around in there. I'm probably going to say I like Arkansas 27. I like Arkansas 27 to, let's say, 27, 14, man. I I think – um, somewhere right around the, those lines, I think Arkansas just just enough to to get it done there against South Carolina. Um, Dustin, man, moving on to this second game. I, before we get to Alabama and Texas, I wanna I wanna talk about Tennessee and Pitt, man. Uh, this one's a, a tricky one right here, and I put my prediction on Twitter earlier. Um, I like Tennessee twenty four. What was it? Uh, it was thirty four to twenty four. That was right. Thirty four to twenty four. Man, uh, I think Tennessee's offense is a little too much for Pitt. Uh, even though Pitt, uh, you know, we know what their front seven is about, and uh, Tennessee, uh, we know what Pitt's secondary is about. 
and I like Tennessee 34 to 24. Just you know, Hendon Hooker a little too much, man, and uh, I like I like Tennessee to get it done through the air, man. This is the game that I'm most excited about this weekend, probably. Um, I can't, you know, it seems like every time Tennessee starts to they win a couple games at the beginning of the season, we all kind of want to say Tennessee's finally got it turned around. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game last last year was great. You know, Pitt won forty one thirty four. I'm interested to see because that backyard brawl that was that crowd was definitely the hypest I've ever seen Pitt. That's so, a fact. I'm interested to see if they bring the juice again, uh, or was that just kind of a, a one-off because of who they were playing and the big layoff and all that between that rivalry. So mm-hmm. I'm interested. I want to see. I want to see Pitt bring in a full house and uh, really kind of test Tennessee. But I do think I think highly of Tennessee. I think that Hendon Hooker is one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. I think he's you know poised to have another fantastic season. And uh, I've got Tennessee 35 to 30. Mm, man, yeah, uh, <laughs> going to be a good game. Going to be a good game, no doubt about it, man. And and I'm with you there on that. I want to see if Pitt's really about it, man. I want to see if that fan base really shows back up, or was that just an 11 year drought for the backyard brawl? You know, I, that was a good point, really good point, man. Uh, Dustin, I want to I want to talk a little bit about uh, Kentucky and Florida, man. And, uh, we saw what Anthony Richardson did, man, and and uh, leading his team over Cam Rising right there at the end. That game, you know, come down to the wire, man. Uh, literally a, a pick in the end zone to win it. And uh, Kentucky didn't look too great last week in the first half. Will Levis come out in the second half. They picked things up. Uh, got a got a big time win to to kick their season off over Miami of Ohio. And now Kentucky comes down to the swamp, man. Uh, what is your prediction on this game? And does Florida is this a trap game for Florida after the big win last week? It's going to be really interesting because for Napier, I mean, two big games right off the bat. But mm-hmm. if you win them, you couldn't, you couldn't ask for a better start. Yep. So they have a big opportunity in front of them. And then for Kentucky, you know, they had that long drought for so long, and now they've kind of pulled you in with Florida. Like, can you beat them two years in a row? Can you go down there in the swamp, and can you do it? Can you establish yourself and say, no, we're, we're up here with Florida now? Um, the quarterback battle is going to be a lot of fun. When, you know, Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And Kentucky, kind of like we talked about with South Carolina, and I mean, we see it, we see it all over the SEC. Really, um, Kentucky's driver struggled to establish a run, mm-hmm. and you know they've got some backs out due to some you know academic issues or whatever it is, and uh, so. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, I think that the home field is going to be the difference here. And it's just some of the plays that Anthony Richardson made, man, were unbelievable. The guy is just – he's such a stud. And uh, I think that his playmaking is going to be be the difference. And just – I don't know if Kentucky's going to be able to run the ball the way that they want to run the ball Mm -hmm. and do the things that, you know, that they want to do. So I'm going to go Florida – well, twenty-four to seventeen. Yeah, Dustin. Uh, I one thing, man. I don't think Kentucky has the playmakers this year. Uh, they don't. They don't have um, the guy like Wendell Robinson and everything, man. 
that was like Will Levis' scapegoat last year. You know, every time they were in trouble, it was bang, fine, Wendell. And this year, I'm just not sure that they have the playmakers to stay with Florida. And what we saw last week, man, that 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 offense looked like a well-oiled machine week one, man. And Anthony Richardson just looks like he's a little too much. Uh, I do want to see Anthony Richardson throw it a little bit better. Uh, there was some there was some balls last week uh, that that he missed, and and there was a couple guys that were wide open that uh, he just didn't scan the whole field. He didn't see them, and uh, they could have been for big plays, man. But I will be looking for that. I do like Florida. I'm gonna say Florida wins this game. I'm gonna say Florida wins thirty to twenty. Um, I like I like Florida at home to start two and zero, and I know people are going to jump all over me, man, because I said Florida was going to start one and three this year, and uh, <laughs> I, I said Florida was going to start one and three, and uh, it it kind of it kind of you know bit me last week, but uh, my, my one of my co-hosts, man, DG, he said they're going ten and two, and he put that out. And I had a couple of people hit me up and was like, you know, uh, he's crazy. Florida's not going ten and two. And I told DG, I was like, hey man, that's your prediction. You're a Florida fan. You stand by it. And uh, and he did, man. He uh, he stuck with it. So uh, I think that's going to be a big one, man. And and the last one, Dustin, I, I really wanted to talk about, man, is the one everybody's been talking about. Uh, you can't horns down. It's a fifteen yard penalty, and and <laughs> it's the softest shit I've ever heard. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they're not they're not uh, allowing Alabama's band to come because they sold the tickets or whatever. I mean, a bunch of hoopla, man. Whatever. Uh, Alabama's going out there, 11 a.m. kick, early kick. Bryce Young, yeah. Quinn Ewers, man. What do you see happening? So, Texas is just Texas is a program that's not aware of of what they are. Yep, and. They're living off of something that just doesn't exist. It's, it's elite, like Notre Dame does it, but I've watched Notre Dame have a lot of good seasons in my lifetime. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, but Texas is just, their fans just seem to have this very unrealistic mindset. And you kind of had it made in the Big 12. And you're taking the big money move and you want to come over here. And that's all well and good, but Saturday at 11 o'clock, they're going to find out. And I've seen the videos of when they're uh, their bands marching down the road talking about we want ban and all this kind of stuff. And everybody thinks they want Bama <laughs> until you and, actually get them. <laughs> and then you, yeah, and then you play them. And you know, I've made this point before. I don't even. You saw what I put in my power rankings on. I put an asterisk next to Alabama. And I, yeah. But that's because they're not. I don't consider it a college team. It's, it's Tuscaloosa Football Club. It's Tuscaloosa <laughs> FC. They're like a factory, and they get the best of everything. I mean, they have. There's been times where they've had NFL head coaches as position coaches. Um, they get the best of everything, and then they just turn. You know, just turn them out. It's just this. It's just this thing. They're not a college team. They don't. They don't have problems. Mm-hmm. Like college teams. You go around the SEC, everybody's got multiple position coaches that are players from that team. Yep. Not not Alabama. They have got they have got top notch everything. And Texas, they think they understand that. They think they know that Bama's the big dog or whatever. Um, but you're gonna play like thirty guys that get to go to the NFL. So you'll find out. 
And now, now that they've been petty about it with the ban, like you talked about, and those kind of things, and it's going to, Bama has made it pretty clear that they're they're ready to go for this one. Um, Texas doesn't have it. I'm with you. <laughs> They'll be lucky if they score double digits. I'm going to go <laughs> Alabama 56, Texas nine. Wow, 56 to 9. Um, I, I've heard multiple scores, man. I asked today on Facebook. I just threw a post up on the on the podcast page and I said, Hey, let me hear your scores. And, and if they were kind of, you know, they were kind of right on that 56 to 9 mark, man. There was people 56 to 10, uh, 49 to 7, so on and so forth, man. I think that it's going to be 45 to 17. I think Texas might get a little, uh, it might be like 45 to 10 and Texas might get a little garbage, uh, touchdown and everything um dustin man like you said with texas uh, they're just not there yet man it's gonna take sark some time Uh, they're just they're outmatched at every position i mean you look you look at every position on the field man and where does texas have an advantage they don't and at the one key spot which is the quarterback position you're at a huge disadvantage and the only position that I could, you know, see where Texas could kind of hold their own is maybe the wide receiver position, maybe, and that's a big maybe. Um, and every other position, man, they're just—it's not even close. And so, I mean, I just don't see how they manufacture points against this Alabama defense. And you know, I saw people earlier uh, on Twitter saying how many points. Is Texas going to have to score to even have a chance? And I said a fifty burger, because <laughs> yeah. you're going to have you, like if okay, what do you want to do? Get in a shootout with Alabama? Yeah, because uh, uh, have fun with that. All right, because they're going to they're going to uh, drop as many as they want to on on your terrible defense who can't tackle. And you know, I just it's it's a bad matchup, man. It's a bad matchup. Uh, the only thing I can think is how in the hell. Did Vegas come up with this spread? Because this spread, uh, what is it, 18? 18 and a yeah, half? Yeah, last I saw it was like 19, 19 and a half, and this thing going down, what, I don't, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was going down. Okay, here, uh, uh, I'm about to make some free money this weekend. All right? <laughs> uh, I mean. Yeah, 100%. I'm not, I mean, you know, as great as it would be for Texas to win, it's just. And I'm sure their fans will be fired up, and it'll be a cool atmosphere for all of about 15 minutes. Yep. But that goes out the, you know, that goes out the door when it's 21 to zero going into the second quarter. So, yeah, I mean, good luck, Texas, and it's <laughs> uh, take notes because this is coming for you. This is what you asked for. There's not going to be mm. too many more Kansases. For you to, to deal with your your off weeks are fixing to be Ole Miss and Mississippi State, so mm. and then you have to play you have to play this team right here, you know. So good all the time. So good luck with it, and uh, just be careful what you what you wish for. Mm. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Dustin. I I think Alabama big, uh, like I said, forty five seventeen. Uh, it'll be over by half, and uh, Alabama will just keep on rolling, man. Dustin, man. Uh, that was that was uh was a fun episode, man. I had a lot to get off our chest right there. I, I enjoyed it. 
Yes, sir. As always, man, I appreciate you having me on, buddy. Well, Dustin, man, uh, if you could, like always, man, just drop your Twitter handle so if anybody new is listening, man, they can find your work. Yeah, man, you follow me on Twitter at uh, D-M-I-C-H-A-U-D 28. That's D-M-I-C-H-A-U-D 28. Uh, always posting all my stuff and, you know, just sports in general. Got a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, so just stay tuned. Love to hear that, Dustin. Well, man, uh, we'll wrap this one up and we'll call it a night. All right, brother. Appreciate you, man. War Eagle. War Eagle, Dustin. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.